All right, today I guess could be a bit of a rant day um, as, the, as the bartender. Uh, thinking about like everything going on right now with the, the, the virus and fucking how they're going to open and shit. Uh, some places in my area have opened, so they have the patios and stuff going on. And some places have even set up tables in their parking lots because there's no inside dining. Um, they're spreading out six feet apart. And you can only be open for... I mean, you can only have, like, X amount of people there. So, say if a place has five tables, there's only four people allowed to sit at a table. So, that's 20 customers that you're given a window for. Which, yes, in some cases, it can help sustain the business and stuff. Um, But there's been issues. Like, if we're supposed to social distance and we're supposed to wear masks and PA in all businesses, like we go into gas stations and stuff like that, how are you going to eat and drink with, with a mask on? So there's no mask. People are laughing and joking around while the workers are still wearing a mask. And then people that go up to the, the establishment um, are still new to the rules. So some places aren't accommodating the way they should. Uh, it's some places you got to call on your orders, like I said in one of the episodes. Um, I just, I don't understand how this is all going to work. I mean, there's no live music. There's no dance floors, anything like that. And as for bar seating and stuff, I, I don't even know if and when that's ever going to be possible at, at this point um, until everything officially opens back up. But I, I'm watching these restaurants around us do it, and I'm, I'm wishing them luck. I really am. Uh, God bless them. But I hope they're paying their servers and their bartenders more than a regular wage than, than the bartending or minimum wage, which is fairly dirt cheap in a sense i mean we we work in a service industry where that's our livelihood tips um so i hope the people that are patronizing and and helping out i hope you are tipping your bartenders and stuff i i really hope they're not getting the shaft right now through this especially going back to this in such a confusing situation i uh, just i just maybe maybe i'm i'm just hoping for things to get back to normal I think we all are in one way or another, but I just, I, I don't know, I'm kind of lost with it, so, I, one thing I seen too, like, that we were supposed to have, like, no PA gambling machines or anything like that because of touching the surfaces, um, that, that basically all it is is, like, they're legal gambling machines in Pennsylvania that bars can have, um, they call them skill machines because you have to have a knowledge to almost do, like, tic-tac-toe line and stuff up, um, but one place had them sitting out on picnic tables, like chained to them. They like nobody's. Are people following the rules or aren't they? Uh, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it right now, and I, I wish I did. And maybe I'm going a little bit stir crazy here on this rant. I just. I've been stuck at the house for the past few months, uh, and really just trying to keep myself occupied and that was part of the reason why I started back up the podcast here so I'm sorry for the little bit of emotion I'm, I'm giving you guys here right now but um I just uh, I, oh one of the things I looked up to uh in my news the weird things I do sometimes uh there's a place in Ocean City Maryland that is has bumper tables basically all it is is a giant inner tube around a table you kind of fit in like is is this our new is this our new fucking norm I mean that seems like some drunken frat party type shit. 
but they're doing this for social distancing. Sometimes I think we're all more than a bit confused over this because even our governors in the states kind of just had this thrown on them. And Pennsylvania, where I live, is one of the states that has been kind of, I don't know, dragging their feet with a lot of stuff. And it's caused a lot of confusion. I've seen so many people that one of the bars going to open, one of the bars going to open, and I'm all for it. More than anybody, I am all for that. Uh, but with our guidelines, and, and it's so confusing. I personally haven't had somebody from directly die from COVID-19. Uh, a distant family member supposedly did. I only say supposedly because they were in their 70s. Um, and at one point, our state has said to, to label all COVID-19 deaths as... Like, if somebody died of a heart attack, that's what they labeled it as. So I did... You know what I mean? Like, it's somebody at that, at that age... Have they... Just, did they die of old age? I don't know. I'm going to take a pause here, and I'll be back in a moment. Alright, I'm back. I think today why I'm ranting a little bit too is me and my wife are talking and she, uh, she's, I was saying, give me ideas of things to talk about. But this is one thing that's been really weighing on my mind with, with this whole COVID-19. Um, so she said, why don't you just talk about what's on your mind? So today, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, like I was saying, so I, I, I see all these places opening back up and people on the beaches, but then I read the news and they're saying that that the COVID-19 cases are doubling in some places that open back up. And is there going to be a second wave? Isn't there going to be a second wave? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very, very confusing. And like I said, I don't... I've had somebody that, in a distance to my family, or a distant relative, that passed away, supposedly from it. But like I said, the heart attack... It could have been, a, like, it, somebody with a heart attack dies. They ruled it as COVID-19. But what happens with just old age? I know there was a lot of problems with the nursing homes with it and stuff like that. But he wasn't in a nursing home. He, and him and his wife, had a, a, a piece of property that was away from everything. They didn't really go out much. They, they kind of lived off their own land. So that's what that's what's making me question it. Like it hasn't directly affected me, but I know somebody that has died of it supposedly. And I just it's very very fucking confusing, very. And my I've told you before about my son who uh has cancer or had cancer. Excuse me, let me rephrase it. Had when he was 3 years old. So he has an immunodeficiency. So we always have to be cautious on that. And that's one thing that's also looming on my mind with all of this. I question it. I, I, I really do. I, I see. I know our economy has to get back to where it was. And, I mean, I, I, at one point I actually even think I might have had it myself. Uh, back in November, December, I, I got really sick. 
bad, bad, bad chest cold. People I work with got it too. But this, but then again, it wasn't just the place I worked at. It was other places as well. So was it just a really bad flu? Who knows? I mean, and in our industry, we, we keep it very clean as possible. I mean, we're always working with sanitary solutions and stuff like that. And we're, we do our best not to pass it along anything. I mean, we, we try to be as cleanly as possible for you, the customer. And like I said, I, I just, I don't know. And if you guys have any insight or you, you want to talk to me about it or anything like that, you have any opinions or input, post it on my Facebook page, uh, The Bartender's Jukebox. I would greatly appreciate it. And it lets me know that you guys are listening out there. And uh, maybe we can all just talk about everything and anything. Um, maybe if you want, you can give me your top ten list of, of beers or music or whatever you want. And my wife said to me, she goes, well, why don't you give me a top ten list? I said, that's, that's very, very hard for me because I have such a wide range of, of stuff I like. Um... I, if you ask me, like, what would be my more f- preferred music? I mean, I love all kinds. Uh, I prefer blues the best, and I've said I absolutely love the blues. Um, uh, if you give me a favorite, say, favorite song, I don't, I can't say I really have one because I love music so much. I'd say a song I really catch myself singing a lot, just that I don't even know if it's habit or whatever, is probably "The Joker" by Steve Miller. That I think that would be one I would just because I keep on it's just the lyrics stay in my head <laughs> I don't know why um, you know you can tell me your favorite whatever you want whatever you want I mean like what's, what's your favorite thing to do while you listen to music mine is kind of I like to be in an outdoor kind of environment whatever it might be if I'm sitting at the beach if I'm sitting at, out in my garage with my doors open um, sitting on the patio I, I think outside listening to music is one of my favorite things. Um, I love concerts. Uh, I love small venue concerts where you can be up close and personal. Sometimes they can get really ridiculously hot and sweaty. Um, but so can outdoor concerts too. I, I don't know. It's just something about outdoors. Uh, it's the openness. Maybe the freedom. So... Like I said, hit up the Facebook page. Let me know. And, I mean, if you ever want to be on the podcast, we can set something up and we can either talk music, um, talk beer, or liquor, whatever you choose. And, uh, or, heck, we can talk about world events. I mean, that is part of the one thing that bars were set up for, uh, to socialize and talk about worldly events in a peaceful manner. And that's another thing with all these protests and stuff going on. I believe firmly, I firmly believe and peaceful protest. I have, like I said before, I have friends on all sides of the spectrums. Not, and let me rephrase that, in the current situation between the police, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, and all that. I have, I worry about my police friends. I really do. Um, But I also have seen firsthand what racism has done, and I've also seen police brutality, unfortunately, on black people, on white people, uh, in general. 
for me, I think it's such a good versus evil thing right now, and I think we all need to come together for a good. Uh, one of my buddies got a hold of me, and he said, what could we do better? And one thing I've been thinking of is my community possibly uh, holding a unity fest, um, just trying to get everybody together for one cause, and that is just to unite for peace. Um, I've, I've done different music events before. I've emceed. I've helped set some up. And I think this would be a good positive change one. Um, and talk to the local restaurants in our community because where I live, we have such a diverse group of people uh, from all nationalities. And there's amazing foods that, uh, and tastes and flavors that sometimes you just can't get anywhere else. I mean, I know if I drive out to the country, I'm going to get more of a country flavor of things, uh, at least in my area in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure how it is around the country. Uh, we are... We have the Pennsylvania Dutch, um, usually in more of our country area around here. So you'll get stuff like chicken pot pie, and um, there's something called chow chow, which is a, it's like a pickled bean salad. Um, and growing up on some of the stuff, like I just, that wasn't for me. Um, well, yeah, the pickled pig's feet jelly, that was another one. My dad used to love that. He grew up Pennsylvania Dutch food. Um, but... Like I said, in, in where I grew up, there's such a diversity. I mean, there's Jamaican restaurants, there's Cuban restaurants, there's Mexican restaurants. There is Indian, Mediterranean, Vietnamese. We, my, one place I work, uh, Nitro Bar, they have a PA Dutch type style on American cuisine. So even that's kind of fused in there. Um, German, German influences because of the PA Dutch. So there's a lot of German food, Polish food. Um, growing up in the city that I lived in at one point in time and it's unfortunate to say that there was segregated neighborhoods um, so each neighborhood had its own diverse flavor in one way or another and through the years um, they started blending more and more uh, but if you went to the south side there was like more of a Polish area there um, so there was growing up there was a place called Konopolski's and my dad used to go down there and get kielbasa. If you don't know what kielbasa is, it's a, it's it's like a sausage. Um, uh, how can I put it? it? Has more of a snap to it. Um, the meat inside is a different kind of pink, almost a little more on the ham-colored side. Uh, a little more salty. But that's one of the things like I grew up on. Like I could say, tell it to somebody from maybe Ohio that's never had it. And they're just one state over. Uh, even like soda. Like like Coca-Cola is a soda. You cross the border over from Pittsburgh into Ohio, they call it pop. Soda pop. So, And then, then that's been going on. That's a debate that's been going on in the United States for a while in some areas. And there's only a fraction of the areas that actually call it soda. And I know I just went from... talking about unity fest the diversity there to that kind of what it of quirky food facts um that's 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 another thing too i always firmly believe that that food brings people together in one way or another and uh i mean my my personal favorite flavors i would have to say i love creole food i love louisiana spice not overly spiced but i like their style of cooking like the, the gumbos the jambalayas 
Um, and shrimp. I mean, I, I'm a huge shrimp fan. I love shrimp. And down there, being off the Gulf Coast, like that's very incorporated in their food. Um, I love Jamaican food, though, too. It's just a different side on Cuban food. Maybe I think my taste kind of go towards that, that, that region of the world. Um, what are your tastes? Like, again, like I said, hit me up on the Facebook page and let me know. All right, I'm going to take another quick break. Be back shortly. since we were talking about food previously um what are some of the kinds of things you like to do with beer um one thing i like to do I, that's because i was talking about shrimp i love to steam my shrimp and beer um one of my personal favorites to use i go a little bit of old school with it is uh, genesee cream ale for some reason i don't know why i think it just gives it a a little more of a robust flavor um to it back in the day i used to use i used to really go really go uh cheap um perhaps for some i don't know it just worked perhaps seemed to work but as i got older uh genesee cream ale was is now my go-to uh and uh another thing i do sometimes you know like you've seen people do like cheese steaks and stuff like that i've done chicken wraps um which basically all it is is chicken steak and i make a secret sauce using jack daniels when i do it and uh it seems to be a pretty popular thing when i when i do cook um what are, what are some things that you use? I know a lot of people like to use, like, wines and stuff in their cooking. Um, me, I'm not... I, wine is okay. I'm just... Personal taste, I'm not too much of a wino, as people like to call, like to, like to call them. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, a beer and whiskey kind of guy. Um, don't get me wrong, though. In my younger years, I used to try a little bit of the other flavors of tequila, gin, and uh, vodka. And, you know, your, your cordials and stuff like that, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a whiskey guy. Um, I like Jack Single Barrel. I'm, I'm Scotch, too. I, li- I like Scotch. Um, McAllen's, uh, there's, some, there's definitely better ones of the things I say, but ones that, that have always been personal preference go-tos have been, for me, Jack Single Barrel and um, McAllen's for Scotch. Uh, just two of my go-tos. I, as I got older, I mean, I, I, I've truly, I think started just enjoying my tastes um and and what i like and if i do it i sip it i don't i don't have to feel the need to party it up like i did in my younger years um and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i will still have a twist of tea every once in a while uh <laughs> i don't know that that to me they just taste like iced tea and go down smooth um white claws on the other hand those are dangerously scary i can't say i'm a white claw person at all by any means um, to each their own. I, I, I do jokingly bust bust some dudes' asses for uh, for drinking it. Uh, but all in all, I mean, I understand if you like what you like, and that's that. Um, so, what is your favorite summertime go-to drink? For for summertime, like like I said, that twisted tea will work perfectly for me. Um, it used to be it used to be a Yingling Lager. That was one of our staples here. In PA, when I was uh, younger, when I first turned 21, I would uh, drink Yingling Lager like it was going out. So maybe before I was 21 as well. But uh, 
Um, yeah, that was that was a pretty much go-to. And then I switched over to Labatt's Blue. And then Sam Adams. Sam Adams now, here's the thing. Sam Adams has a lot of very hops taste, but it's still a lager. Um, now you have all like the IPAs and stuff like that. I was there when like the bold hops flavor came out and was really pushed. And I think just over time, the IPA market just got so saturated for me. Um, there's so many different kinds now from like a New England style to hazy to citrus. Um, and the list can go on and on and on. Uh, my biggest thing is like, and it relates to food. If I'm eating, I don't want to have the hops last long, let that taste in my mouth. Um, if to me, if it lasts more than, than really two seconds, um, it's, it's not for me. I don't get me wrong. I can appreciate a hops taste. I just too much is too much for me. Um, and everybody has their own taste. Uh, I do, I do like some porters, um, and, and stouts I gotta, I gotta be in a mood for, um, one thing I, one thing I've been wanting to try, I will say this one thing I want to be wanting to try, um, and I still haven't surprisingly is, uh, dogfish had 120. It's their, uh, they don't, borderlines a barley wine and I've had barley wine before. Basically what barley wine is, is, a it's just a higher alcohol beer that just, you trust me you, you get a consistency of beer but you get the taste of almost a very i want to say malt lick not malt liquor i'm saying the wrong thing almost like a almost like a alcohol burn off of it um it did you you know what you're drinking is i guess what i'm trying to get at um sometimes i'm not good with my words but to trying to describe things uh especially after all the raining i've been doing right now um uh, And, you know, if there's something like that you've tried that I've, like I said I, before, I appreciate Anthony Bourdain and what he does, um, or what he did when he was alive, God rest his soul, um, the traveling and, and food and stuff like that, and the different alcohols in different parts of the world. Um, like Orzo is a, it's a, it's a Greek, uh, it's almost like a Sambuca to us, you know, like an anisette, thick cordial. Not my favorite thing in the world, but I've tried it. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, a little uh, tickle in the nose there. It's out, being out in the garage with the doors open. Allergy season and stuff like that. So every once in a while, my nose stuffs up a little. Um, but yeah, it's like, if there's an alcohol that you've tried somewhere around the world, just let me know. I I really want to try, like, try as much as possible. Um, it there's like over in China they have snake wine I not my personal thing would I give it a shot yeah there's been tequilas and stuff like that in the states that had like scorpions in and stuff would I give it a shot yeah I'd be a little hesitant at first but you know what I'd do it alright guys well I think I'm going to end this podcast for today uh, thank you again for, for tuning in listening to my rant and I didn't say it in the last few, but stay stay thirsty for music, my friends. Um, and let peace and love rule the world right now, because we definitely need it. Until next time. <laughs>